We got a podcast memo, listeners. We have a special treat for you. Returning from a long gap, we have Xavier back with us. Unfortunately, no Roland, but he was here last week, so it's okay. So we have myself, Michael, Xavier, and John. Today, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about preseason week two. We're going to talk about our fantasy draft that happened yesterday. Bam. <laughs> We're going to talk about the English Premier League, mostly John and Xavier, because... I know almost nothing about it. And the college football top 25 coaches poll came out this week. I think it came out yesterday or this morning. And so I'll dive into that a little bit. But um, we're going to start off with some preseason news. Zay's back, so we're going to start him off putting him to work right away. We're going to talk about Antonio Brown and that whole situation that is still going on today. Zay, take it away. Um, so, what, I, all I saw was that the GM of the Raiders, who is, isn't it Mike Mayock or whatever? It is Mike Mayock. Yeah, didn't he, he made a comment saying he wants AB to be all in or all out, Mm. um, with the helmet issues and then, like, the whole frostbite thing with his foot, um, He's just—he's already caused a lot of drama. It's not even the regular season yet, um, so I was happy that the GM called him out. Basically, said you need to be all in or all out because if you're all out, then we don't want you playing on this team. So I was happy he called him out. Um, I'm even happier that the Steelers got rid of him because I can only imagine the drama that he'd be causing on the Steelers right now. So. Um, yeah, I just, I think, I don't know, I think I can speak for everybody, but we're all, everybody's sick of it. Um, I know people in Pittsburgh are just saying, like, no surprise, um, Happy's not on our team. Um, so, I mean, I just, I think the whole, all NFL fans are like, come on, like, stop being so dramatic. Um, but... Yeah, biggest takeaway for me is, thank goodness he's not on the Steelers. So you can have him, Oakland. Yeah, I think you could really sense the frustration um, that Mike Mayock has with the whole situation. Yeah, the frostbite, the frostbitten toes is a very, it's like a freak thing. Yeah. But, so like, you can't really blame him for that. But like this helmet thing, I think you can, you have no problem, you know, being frustrated with him because... The league made its decision. I don't know what he's expecting. He found a new helmet, and now it's failed. And now he's reportedly back at camp, so maybe it's resolved. But um, who knows? You know. Well, didn't he get didn't he get kicked out of practice because he refused to practice with the new helmet or something? I, you know, that could have happened. I didn't see that, but nothing would surprise me. I read that he just left. Oh, okay, maybe that. He yeah. just, and if you watch Hard Knocks, you can kind of see, you know, John Gruden's just like, has anyone seen Antonio Brown? Whether he's getting, you know, his feet checked or uh, looking for a new helmet. He's just not at practice. Yeah. But I think I read, uh, excuse me, I think I read that he, he is back at practice. Um, so hopefully he's back with the team and ready to play. Because I'm pretty sure... The Raiders, you know, they can find him if he's not there. And 
if he doesn't play for them, they can take all of the guaranteed money back. So really, the only thing they would have lost is a third-round pick, which, you know, could hurt them. But the money, you know, a rebuilding team could definitely use money. So we will see what happens there. Yep. John, do you have any thoughts? I'm just sick and tired of him. Yeah, I feel you. He bleeped me over in fantasy last year. Who? We can talk to. I I wonder who drafted him. Can I look at the draft? Um. I'll pull up the draft results that we did yesterday to see who took him, but he went later than I expected. Um, but yeah, I know as a Bills fan, I am very glad we did not get him, considering all that has gone on since then. Um, but even before all this happened, I was happy we didn't get him because I knew he would be a trouble. I knew he would be trouble, a distraction. Uh, I don't think he's good for the, the locker room at this stage. And to be quite honest, I think he has peaked performance-wise. And I was yeah. talking about this with some coworkers. Yes, he is still one of the best receivers in the league, but I don't think he will meet the the production that he has had the past few years. Definitely the last six over the next few years. So, um, like I said, yeah. I I think he's peaked. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm sure he'll help the Raiders for a couple years, but I don't think he'll be that dominant 100 catch, you know, 1600 yards, 16 touchdown receiver anymore. And at that point, you got to argue or decide as a team, you know, at what point is it worth it to keep him on the team, considering you're a young team and you're all rebuilding? Yeah. I. I personally, I just, I don't think he's gonna stay too long with Oakland. I think they're gonna get sick of him and try and hurt. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think, I mean, he said he doesn't need the game. You know, he says he doesn't owe anyone anything, and all that. He, you know, he can walk away if he has to. He's yeah. pre- prepared to do that. So he, he maybe he's on his own rules. But if he doesn't show up, you know, he can be fined, he can lose money, and I think that's going to be a big factor for him. And we will see, you know, Hard Knocks, do you guys watch Hard Knocks? No. Okay. Um, what is Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks, John, is a show HBO puts on every year, and they pick one team, usually a non-playoff team. Well, it is always a non-playoff team. And they just kind of give you, like, a behind-the-scenes, you get a little, you get to know some players a little better than usual um but it's it's like uh all or nothing on amazon exactly that's basically what it is um and so the raiders are on this year so maybe this week we'll get to see a little more antonio brown stuff last week you know they showed his feet and stuff but besides that it it was kind of just like he wasn't really there so we'll see. We'll see what happens with Antonio Brown this week on Hard Knocks, if anything. Um, but to keep going with preseason, did you guys watch any of the Week 2 games? Uh, I mean, I watched the Steelers. So, um, I don't know, just some quick thoughts on the Steelers. Um, backup quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who was Oklahoma State's quarterback in college. Yep. He's looked good so far, so... 
timing Josh Dobbs who fighting for the backup spot behind Ben Roethlisberger. So I personally think that Mason Rudolph should be the backup. Okay. I just think he's looked better this preseason, and I think he, for the Steelers, is the future quarterback of the Steelers after Big Ben retires. So, but I would be happy with either of them. I'm not saying that I would not be happy if Mason didn't back him up. I'd be okay with Josh Dobbs. He's good as well. But that was my first thing I, I liked in that preseason game. But also, I thought our defense looked much better um, it, in game two than it, they did game one, especially since they went up against Mahomes for the first drive. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was happy with that. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about Devin Bush, your first-round linebacker. Yeah, he, he didn't play game two just as a precaution because of a, sh- a shoulder injury, but he had a great first game he had like what eight or nine tackles so he yeah all good things which is yeah that's good to hear so yeah so far preseason's gone well um so yeah john what about you do you watch uh you watch anyone maybe related to you unfortunately but got updates on the bills tommy sweeney making a couple catches and that's all that matters right now yeah he uh so for those of you who don't know, Tommy Sweeney is John's cousin, and he was drafted by the Bills in the seventh round out of Boston College. Um, with me being a Bills fan, I was, I was one, I was happy because, you know, Tommy Sweeney is John's cousin, and John is my boy, but also because I think he's a solid prospect, and injuries have, unfortunate injuries, not, not like season in, ending or anything, but they've kind of forced him to the first team and getting reps in practice, and he's done really well. He's built a little bit of a connection with Josh Allen, and uh, he made two great catches on Saturday against the Panthers for 47 yards. So uh, I, he's playing well in games. He's practicing real well. Excuse me. Um, unfortunate. I don't know how the, much the depth chart holds any factors, but I think he's listed at three or four on the Bills depth chart that was just released. And the debate the Bills are having is, do they keep three or four? So, um, I think he's played well enough, especially as a seventh-round pick, to earn a roster spot in that fourth tight end, if nothing more than that connection he has with Josh Allen. Um, But if he doesn't make the roster, he's a for-sure practice squad lock. The only thing the Bills will have to worry about is if another team comes along and signs him from their practice squad. So the Bills might have to keep him on their roster just so someone else, like the Patriots, don't take him. Um, but what I was telling Roland last week about the preseason, again, it's just all about you know fringe players getting reps, maybe uh, coaches installing new systems, players getting familiar with it. It's so easy to look at a quarterback like Daniel Jones and be like, oh, he's the quarterback of the future for the Giants. And, cause, you know, he's missed only three passes. He's no interceptions, two touchdowns. Coach Shermer said it best, slow your roll. It's still preseason. I don't know if he's playing against first-team defenses or anything. He has looked good. and But it's hard because last preseason, Nathan Peterman looked good. 
So you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, the one, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, their offense as a whole did not look good. I think that's a little bit of a different situation. Um, they're not stopping anyone on defense. They're getting penalties on offense. I think the Cardinals are going to be really bad. Um, but like I said, it's going to be up and down for rookies. DeAndre Hopkins was better this week than he was last week. Um, Kyler Murray was worse. Uh, Daniel Jones, about the same. But like I said, it's all about injuries and fringe players and who's going to provide you know, ex- that extra value for a team. Like, for example, the Minnesota Vikings. They traded for that kicker slash punter. If they can keep him to do both, that saves him a roster spot. So maybe the Vikings can keep an extra D lineman, an, F- an extra offensive lineman, or an extra wide receiver. That's a big deal. So that's that's what preseason's all about. You can see a lot of big teams not playing players like the Bears, like the Rams. So it's I know it's very easy to get excited, and I'm no exception. When Josh Allen goes 9 of 11 for 100 yards, I get excited. But we got to keep in mind, you know, it, it's still just preseason. With that in mind, though, this is week three. This is kind of their dress rehearsal for the, all the starters. So if you're going to watch any preseason games, it's got to be this upcoming week because that's when you'll see a ton of starters play. And that'll be the closest to NFL football before the season opener. Yeah. All right. So that was good. But like I said, no big takeaways. I didn't see any huge injuries in the games themselves, but a player like Derwin James had a screw taken out of his foot, so he might be out for two weeks, and that could really hurt the Chargers because he was a big, big piece of what they did on defense last year. Um, let me see. Just checking real quick for any injuries before we get to... The AP Top 25 poll, I think we'll do that next because that's really quick. Uh, I mean, Mike Evans, you know, missing practice. DK Metcalf, a rookie, having knee surgery. That's kind of big. Like, that's kind of the stuff we're talking about. He was getting good reps, but now he's hurt. um, And they're optimistic for the start of the season. But, you know, he's losing the rest of the summer and preseason for reps and opportunities to, you know, get into that starting lineup. So... That's kind of big. Nothing else really. Nothing else really. I mean, Jerry Jones said Zeke who after the re- preseason game. <laughs> I saw that. They're, I think they're just playing some some game with Zeke. Yeah. Trying to get yeah. him signed. Um, yeah, I, they're, they're, he and the team are in a little bit of a rough situation. You know, Zeke has two years left. He wants long-term security. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Okay, let's let's hit this co- top 25 co- college poll. Um, so I'm not going to go through the whole list. But top 10 goes Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan, Florida, Notre Dame, Texas. And then the next three after that, Oregon, Texas A&M, and Washington. Thoughts that I have right away. Clemson and Bama, 1-2. 100% agree. I actually agree with probably top four. 
Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma. No coincidence that they were the Final Four last year. Clemson's coming off the national championship win, obviously, and they're returning the best quarterback prospect, probably definitely since Andrew Luck, maybe since farther. So no argument there. Bama, Nick Saban, Tua, all-star wide receivers. Again, no argument. Um, and then Georgia is going to be right there in the SEC versus Bama. Oklahoma, if Jalen Hurts turns out to be anything close to what Baker and Kyler Murray, they're going to be in again. So I really the only issues I have in the top 10, I think LSU and Michigan are a little bit overhyped. LSU, who is their quarterback? Michigan, you have to beat Ohio State. This is your to beat Ohio State, I think. For them to be ranked above Florida really irks me. Not just because I'm a Florida fan, but Florida beat them in a bowl game last year. So how is Michigan above Florida? It's it's all hype for me. And I think Texas should be higher. They beat Georgia last year. So that's that's what I have. What Do you, do you guys have any thoughts about it? Um, I, I did see that today, and I, I basically agree with everything you just said. Um... One two, obviously okay with that. Clemson should be number one. Um, Georgia definitely three. Yeah, I I think I don't know much about LSU. I can't say too much about about um, LSU, but I completely agree about Michigan. I think they're always overhyped every single year. Um, I think they're too high on the list. Um, yeah, don't think they should be that high. Um, and you brought up a good point with Florida, so yeah, I I agree basically with everything you just said. Um, I can't. I'm I'm excited to see. The, this is, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but I'm excited to see how Trevor Lawrence and Tua, like how much better they can get this season because they were pretty incredible last season. So, um, but yeah, those two are just really good quarterback so I'm excited to see what they can do yeah I think I called it last week and said Clemson's gonna win again so John do you you got anything for us way too early pick I never know why Notre Dame's in the top 10 I just think they never show up in the postseason in the playoffs I understand that you know undefeated they did really well in the regular season last year but they just never show up and I would never expect them to be able to compete and I think in my top tens I generally want while there is some separation I would generally want like oh I could see Notre Dame competing against a Georgia or something but I just don't believe it and I would hope they would be they could be replaced by you know yeah. Oregon or Notre Dame is always tough because they're an independent school. They need to just join a conference first of all. Yeah. Their schedule is fairly easy. I think their toughest games are like USC, who's not very good. Um, who else did they play? I know they play Navy and Army. They played Pitt last year. Yep. Nothing special again. Nothing against them. But you know I'm right. Um yeah. And they gave them a good game, too. Right. So, all right, here's their schedule. Notre Dame, it goes Louisville, probably nothing. New Mexico, nothing. Georgia, if they play well against Georgia, I'll give them some credit. If they win against Georgia, big credit. Virginia, Bowling Green, 
USC, like I said, USC, not not a good program right now. Michigan, another big game. Virginia Tech plays them tough. And then Duke, Navy, Boston College should be three wins. And then Stanford. Stanford's always, you know, well coached. So if if Notre Dame goes undefeated, they 100%, I think, deserve to be in. Yeah. I mean, if you beat Georgia, Michigan, and Stanford, you, you can't really argue. Stanford's a top team, excuse me, in the Pac-12. Notre Dame, or Michigan's a big team in the Big Ten. Georgia, obviously a big team in the SEC. They have potential. Uh, it's just tough, you know. Um, I always feel for Notre Dame because... Their athletes have to be admitted to the school themselves, like Stanford, to be on the football team, I think. Um, so I'm just going to say it. Like, everyone has to be smart enough to get into Notre Dame, and not always the best, best athletes can make it into Notre Dame. It's just the way it is. It's a tough school. Um, it's just how it is. But, I mean... I mean, compared to past years, though, that's a... That's a tough schedule for Notre Dame. Like, past years, they were not having that tough a schedule. So this is their year to, to do something. Yeah, they can really become more than a legacy school this year. Yeah. Um, but, Grant, is a 9-3 and three a bad record? No. But doesn't make you a good team either. Yeah. Especially regarding those teams. Um, so here's what I think. I think Bama, Clemson are locks to get in. Unless Bama somehow loses to like Auburn, LSU, and maybe like some random other team, they're in. Georgia, I think if they win the East, they will be in. Um, I think Florida, their biggest competition. I think it could be a good game this year. Oklahoma, all on Jalen Hurts. He's got to play well. Ohio State, uh, it'll be interesting to see. How they play without Urban Myers and with a new quarterback, Justin Fields. However, he was highly regarded coming out, and with him and Trevor Lawrence, it was kind of like 1A, 1B, so he's a good prospect. Yeah. LSU, I think, is overhyped. I think they go a lot on reputation, which is good in the SEC West, but I don't think they have the quarterback or offensive talent that they've had in years past to match their defense. Michigan, Jim Harbaugh's got to beat Ohio State this year. That's it. Shea Patterson has got to play better. It, it comes down to him and Jim Harbaugh. Florida, I think their defense can be really good and comes down to Felipe Franks at quarterback. Talked about Notre Dame. Texas can back up last season. Oregon, if they win their Pac-12, I think they could be in. But it, I think it's really top-heavy. I think everyone knows who's pretty much going to be in the final unless they play each other in the first round and that's Clemson and Bama but yeah. I mean I'm still excited the first game this weekend is Florida Miami it's a big rivalry game in Florida in the state of Florida um go Gators so football's here people starting with college football and before you know it the NFL will be here so get excited is that this coming weekend yeah it's oh, Saturday wow. yeah I was yeah. I didn't know that either my coworker told me and I was just like I feel like I should have known this, but yeah, this weekend. All right. That's exciting. John, what school are you following this season, if any? What school am I following? Mount St. Mary's University football, baby. Non-existent. <laughs> Pick another school. 
undefeated since whenever we got rid of our football program. Oh, I follow Georgia. I'll support my man Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, good, good pick. Good pick. Um, I gotta stay true to my brand. What happens when Rodrigo graduates? I'll follow whatever team Rodrigo goes to. That time. <laughs> Hopefully he and Tommy are on the same team. But at college. At college, we'll see. It's funny you say that because uh, the Bills kicker, Stephen Hauschka, has kind of not been as automatic as Bills fans had hoped for from the end of last season to now. So, you know, if the Bills need a kicker, they should go for Rodrigo. That'd be ridiculous. Um, Zay, you're, you're Pitt. Is there another team you're going to follow? Because they're obviously not going to make it that far. Um, excuse me. Um... No, it's just going to be Pitt. All right. Um, I'm excited about Pitt. We'll see. New offensive coordinator. Um, hopefully hopefully we do well. Yeah. Not- we won the ACC Coastal last year and then got killed by Clemson. So if we beat Clemson, we have a shot. Who else was in the ACC Coastal last year? <laughs> uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um. No, no. Yeah, Duke. I think I think you answered you answered my next question. Um, so I obviously am following Florida, and I am now a student at Penn State, so I will also support Penn State because I have go to. State. So yeah, Penn State, go go uh, go, Nittany Lions or whatever. Come on, you and Kyle. Wait, is this? Is oh, I'm the same team as Kyle. Ah. But it's different because I go there. It's different. It's different because I'm a student. How far away is that from you? Oh, so I'm doing it. Everything I do is online. Oh, um, okay. It's That's a cool. really convenient way to do a master's program. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So yeah, that's that's preseason. That's college football. Let's talk about our draft, and then we'll get to the EPL. So there's eight of us in this league, so our teams are going to be a little more stacked than maybe more traditional 10 or 12 team leagues are, but it happens, like whatever. Um, First round picks in order went Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara. I picked Kamara. Massachusetts PB, is that Mary? Yeah. I I think it is. Yeah, it has to be. Probably. She went four. With Zeke Elliott, don't like that pick. Sorry, you don't know if he's going to play. I think that was auto pick. Yeah, probably. And then Team Myron, that's Coleman, right? Yeah. All right, David Johnson, I think we'll have a big year. DeAndre Hopkins. Xavier went with Lavian Bell. And then John went Odell Beckham. Zay, do you want to talk about your Lavian Bell pick and if you remember what was going through your mind? Um, I wasn't happy that I was hoping one of the, what, top, three or four running backs would drop somehow. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't like any of the other running backs behind them for that high of a pick. And with what Le'Veon Bell has done in the past, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot with Bell uh, to help Sam Darnold a lot. Um, so I, that's why I went Bell, just because of talent he has um new team they're probably gonna give him the ball a lot so and he's a he's a passing running back he's a 
receiving running back as well, so I'll get points that way. So that's what was going through my mind. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm the same way. If I was in your position, I mean, the board was Lavian Bell, OBJ, Juju, Michael Thomas, Julio, and then the next picks were Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. And, yeah, you know, yeah. injury issues, holdout issues, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, I totally get it. was a safe pick. I didn't want to pick him, but I thought it was a safe pick. Yeah, no, you're right. John, you picked Odell Beckham Jr. over Juju. Well, you you had two picks in a row, so you went Odell and Juju over Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and Devontae Adams. Do you want to walk us through your thought process there? Okay. Well, as I was telling Zay right before we started, I'm actually excited to follow the NFL this year and to get into... I don't know how well individual players are doing, teams are doing, those kinds of things. So next year's draft, I'll know what I'm doing. Nice. But I kind of went with names that I was familiar with, names that I had looked up. Um, I was reading that um, there's some other high-profile wide receiver that the Browns just acquired, but it, he's not the kind of um, like wide receiver that their quarterback is going to be like, I don't know, Odell Beckham just sounded more like the kind of wide receiver in a better pair for their quarterback. Yeah. So that's what I went for. Okay, and then would you say the Juju over Michael Thomas or Julio was once again like players you know over... Yes, I have no idea who Michael Thomas is. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's okay. (laughs) Juju's still good. I, I do think Juju will have a big year this year, being the number one target. Um, so yeah, so I went with Camara, and being number three, I was really happy because I knew I'd get either Saquon, McCaffrey, and Camara, and I was going to take any of the three that were there, and Camaro is, I would have taken him number one, so I was very happy to get him three. Um, let's see, Zay, you went Michael Thomas, any reason why you didn't take Julio or Devante? Um, no, I... Thomas just got that contract. Um, I don't know, the first thing that came to my mind. Julio always has injury issues. Um, so I just I went with Michael Thomas. Yeah, I think I would have done the same thing. For me, I think I would have argued between those two and Devontae. And Devontae yeah. because new offense, Aaron Rodgers is healthy, he's, yeah. he scores, he makes catches, whatever. Um so I went Kamara, and then I went Travis Kelsey, and there's there's debate going on at my office whether, like in a 12-person league, do you take at number nine, is drafting Travis Kelsey at nine too high? And my argument and my coworker's argument is no, because the value that Travis Kelsey provides above the other tight ends is just so much higher at that draft position than it would be drafting Julio Jones or Michael Thomas. Because if you're, let's say you're in a 12 person league and you're 9, 10, 11, or 12, and Travis Kelsey's there, I feel like you have to take him and you get a Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen with your next pick, as opposed to getting Julio and maybe another wide receiver running back, and then you get like, some other tight end at 
the end of the draft. I don't know. I just see some insane value and positional advantage through Travis Kelsey. Yeah. See, I get that. My only thing was with how good of a season Mahomes had, I just don't see him doing that again. Like, he'll have a good season, I think, but I just don't think he's going to be that productive. And therefore, I wouldn't have picked him second round. And I I agree with you. I was in my um. I think the top there's a clear distinction between the top three tight ends in the league. Uh, who is it? Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle. I right. think clearly, those are the three best tight ends. So I understand if you like reach to get those three, but I personally just thought second round was quick um would I in your position I probably would have waited for it to come back in the third round yeah I I understand completely when you say he won't have as good of a season are you saying just compared to last year or are you comparing to the seasons other tight ends might have this year um Compared to the last season. Okay, because I agree with you. I don't think Mahomes will have as good as a, good of a season, but I don't think that means he'll have a bad season. And also, my argument over... Like, Zach Hurts, for example, good player, but what if Carson gets hurt? Um, I know Nick Foles like throwing to Zach Hurts, but Foles is gone, so I don't know how the backup's going to be. And then George Kittle, Garoppolo's injured, and it's you can never count on him to have that good of a season with, you know, Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard throwing him the ball. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm all aboard the Travis Kelsey at number one pick just because of the value he provides among other players. People can call me crazy. can call me stupid. I don't care. I, I still think he'll have a, a good season. Um, I mean, I definitely don't think he's stupid because I think he's going to have a good year. I just probably would have waited a few more picks than that. Yeah, I, my yeah. one of my coworkers. So th- me and my one coworker are very high on Travis Kelsey. Yeah. My two other coworkers are not high at all. They think we're being ridiculous and think huh. we should go somewhere else. So we're definitely gonna see how the season plays out. So that was the first two rounds. Yeah. Um. F. So let's see. Kyle's not on. Roland had Keenan Allen. So his first picks were Saquon and Keenan Allen, and I think those are two great picks. And then Roland went again and got Zach Ertz. I think Roland knew that if he didn't get w- whatever tight end he wanted here, he yeah. was going to miss out because Ertz went first pick of the third round and then Kittle was gone. And those are your, those are our top three tight ends that we just yeah. talked about. Uh, Kyle went Joe Mixon. I went Nick Chubb. Um, I just I like saw that. him the best available player. I was between him and Tyreek Hill. Um, but I kind of thought I could get more tight ends in the later rounds. Or, I'm sorry, more wide receivers in the later rounds than running backs. So I went with Nick Chubb. And then the, the first crazy pick, Mary drafts Tom Brady. <laughs> so early. Yeah. Third, too early. Um, and then you went Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I, I didn't... I think what I was thinking at that point was... I don't like any of the receivers on the board for third round. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's looking for a bounce back year. Um, so, 
think he has a very high potential. It's just if he can stay healthy. So, um, and I think he's looking to have a good back, back balance. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I that's probably my least favorite pick of my whole draft. Yeah, but we'll see. See, if I were, I was looking at, I was surprised. So I mean, Mike Evans was on the board, and I mean, so was Antonio Brown. We talked about that. Um, but Mike Evans, in my opinion, was the best wide receiver on the board. And so was George Kittle. Were you just looking to solidify your running back position? Is that what you were going for? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought, the, the, um, I think the running back, uh, depth is, was so good in this draft. And so I wanted to get as many, like, I love my running backs if they all perform well. Bell, Cook, and Devonta Freeman. So, um, I I was okay with not getting one of the top three tight ends. I was okay with getting a middle-tier tight end. Um, and, but I wanted to make sure I had solid wide receivers behind Michael Thomas. Yeah. So, I, I liked the running back so much, I guess, that would still out there so that's i wanted to get a good strong running back no that that i can't argue with that because i mean in your starting lineup lavian bell michael thomas dalvin cook and Devonte freeman very strong so I, I don't argue with that john you went amari cooper and then george kittle we kind of talked about we talked about the tight end position while you were gone um and I think you picked, with your round four pick of George Kittle, I thought that was really good. You got our their third top three tight end available. You want to discuss your Amari Cooper pick, if you can? Because, I mean, I, I liked it. I think he's a good wide receiver. Amari Cooper, in the flex position, he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, he's questionable right now. Um, just a good wide receiver that was yeah. available. No, you're good. I mean, your lineup out of after four picks was Odell, Juju, Amari, and George Kittle. So obviously, skill position is very strong. The only red flag I see is you don't have any running backs right now, which is okay. Yeah. You know, there's always some something that someone pops. After you, Zay went Freeman, then went Antonio Brown. I was staying away from him just because of everything that's... Tony no. Incredible uh, thickness. Cole. So that's Cole, Roland's yeah. brother. I just... I understand the value at round four. I just... With everything going on, I was like, I'm staying away. Yeah, same. Uh, Coleman went Mahomes, which I can't argue. I would I might have... If he was on the board when I picked, I was going to think about it. Especially because yeah. Mahomes and Kelsey on the same team. Oh, Dynamite. And then uh, Mary went Julian Edelman, which I was so happy about because it let Mike Evans fall to me. Uh, I was, <laughs> I don't know why she drafted him that early. I don't know if it's because she's becoming a Patriots fan. I hope not. I hope not as well. But to get Mike Evans, I was thrilled. To start off my draft with Kamara, Kelsey, Chubb, and Evans, I was very happy about. We won't go through every round. Uh, just Now I'm just looking for picks I liked. 
Roland got Thielen, Carrion Johnson. I got Leonard Fournette, which I was very happy about. Um, That's a good pick if he can stay healthy. Right. And with Nick Foles, they're... Uh, yeah. Zay, you got A.J. Green, a little bit of an injury concern starting off the season. That, yeah. That worry you? Uh, no, I'm okay with playing one of my backups for the first couple weeks. Okay. So. And then John went double QB, Andrew Luck and Matt Ryan. Excuse me. You need a good backup. No, you're right. And especially with Andrew Luck, uh, you know, injury concerns. Matt Ryan, very solid. Great team around him. Can't argue with that. I like it. Zay, when I saw you pick Robbie Anderson in the sixth round, I was a little confused. Are you just yeah. going on deep threat potential with uh, Darnold? Is that what you're going for? I, I think he, he started to play well at the end of the year last year. I think him and Sam started to get, a, I don't know, some chemistry. And so I think he has a big season, especially with Le- because Le'Veon Bell is running the ball. I think teams are going to be a little bit more concerned about the Jets' running game. And I think that will open things up for Anderson. So... He, if you look at his stats last season, they were not bad. So, I just think the addition of Bell will only make him better. It probably, I, I don't, I agree that it was probably a reach at that point. But, um, again, I was just looking for solid running backs, but behind my top two. Yep. Wide receivers. Yep, I hear you. Um, I went Robert Woods. Uh, I, I thought he was the best wide receiver on the board available. And I was between him and Aaron Jones, but I had three running backs already, so I kind of had to go with Robert Woods. And then Roland got Cooper Cup. So I think we both like Jared Goss targets. So in round seven, I went up a reach. I went Justin Tucker, and my thinking was, I want the best kicker, and that's who I want. So I went Justin Tucker. Xavier went Aaron Rodgers. John, you went Jimmy G. Um, so you have a stable of... And someone to trade. And someone to trade for when I need a... Somebody does well and I need a running back. No, that's a... I mean, if someone has a weak quarterback and you got Jimmy G, Andrew Luck, and Matt Ryan, I feel like you could trade any one of those and get a good running back. And then, John, you went with Tommy Sweeney, who I... I, w- I was going to draft him, but you, you definitely secured him. Um, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, Tommy was really appreciative that he had two people vying to draft him. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted him. Um, no offense to Tommy, I wasn't gonna start him over Kelsey. Maybe maybe one day, but John, I I was searching for him too. I was just like, where the heck is Tommy Sweeney? And then I say, oh, John, John got him. Xavier, you got Hunter Henry, which might be the next best tight end behind the three. Uh, he's fully healthy, back from ACL this year with Philip Rivers in that flat high flying offense. Good target. Um, and then I went, my first quarterback was Carson, Carson Wentz, Sony Michelle for Roland. Let's see. Getting Philip Lindsay in round nine, I thought was a big steal for me. Zay, I like your pick of DJ Moore. I've, people are raving about him. John got Rams defense, which I think could be sneaky good. When you have Aaron Donald, best defense player in the league, you're always there. David Mon- hey, went the pick. Yeah, he, you're right. David Montgomery by John. I think that could be a very good sleeper pick. He's been 
raved about in the preseason. So, good. Credit T on that one. Zay went Darius Geis. If he's healthy, I think it's a good pick. I went back to Cam Newton and as my second quarterback. So, I had Cam and Carson. Two injury-prone quarterbacks, but I'm going to roll the dice. Maybe I'll have to make a trade with John O. Uh, later in the season. Brush him off, brush him off. Yeah, yeah. Roland went Calvin Ridley, who I was looking at. Then I went, he, he also went Vikings defense. I went Jarvis Landry, Xavier, Christian Kirk, John, Lamar Miller, starting running back Houston in the 11th round. Nice. Also, Miles Sanders, looking good in the preseason. Once again, sleeper pick, rookie, good. Zay, Delaney Walker, if he can come back healthy, boom, nice. I went Josh Gordon. I know he's just got off suspension, but if he's playing in the end of the year, end of the season, ride that to a championship. And then rolling went Latavius Murray, Manuel Sanders. I got Jordan Reed. Zay took my defense. The Bills. Yeah. I'm very high on the defense this year. Man. And then I don't think anything else was too... Daryl Henderson. Nice. Naheem Hines, nice. Philip Rivers, nice. Is he your starter? No, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm still nice. And then, yeah, so that that was our draft. Nothing too crazy. Like I said, eight person league. They're not not. They should be pretty even. We'll see how the uh, season plays out. Who's gonna win? I don't think we decided on if the winner gets anything. There was, Maybe he's got a trophy he's going to mail out. There, okay, I wasn't sure if that was a thing, but I know there was talk of a trophy. Um, I'm playing Roland first. John is playing Cole. And Xavier's playing Coleman, his brother. So, projected to win, not Xavier. What? You're like 15 points behind, so you better. Jeez. John's down by 10, and I am up by 5. So, are up. yeah, oh. but how serious can those be? So, yeah, that that was our fantasy league. I had a good time drafting. It's always fun. It's exciting. So we'll see how the the rest of the preseason goes. We did do it kind of early, so like injuries can definitely still happen. Yeah. It can ruin a team, unfortunately. So a little risk we took, but that's okay. Um, we are bad boys because we got a memo so <laughs> um all right so that's that's a lot of nfl john and rose why don't you uh kick off some english premier league talk well we are two weeks in and there aren't any real surprises at least i don't think so far the biggest talking point has been implementing Video Assisted Referee, or Video Assisted Review, V-A-R, three letters a lot of soccer fans have known for the last couple of years, but it's finally getting implemented into the biggest and most popular team in the league. Um, so at the top, currently, you've got Liverpool, my favorites, to my, my who I've picked to win, although they're not my favorite team. Arsenal are tied for first with two wins. Manchester City, Manchester United, Brighton, Hove, Albion, Tottenham, Hotspurs, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, and Everton are all 
tied. Yeah, six teams tied for second place, basically. Um, and the biggest, most complex thing is how often, what is a clear and obvious error, when should video-assisted referee be used? And it's hard. Like, they, you know, defining what a build-up play is to score a goal. Manchester City had a winning goal ruled offsides because somebody's arm deflected the ball into the path of the goal scorer. And that's not a video assist, that's not a VAR rule, but that's a handball rule that may or may not be changed. Um, so the biggest storyline, I think, unfortunately, is VAR. But it's the first season that's being used. There's always growing pains, just like there was for the Women's World Cup this past summer. And I'm excited for the drama. I, you know, teams are just starting to play well in the third and fourth week starting to gel with their transfers with you know people coming back from summer tournaments and we've got like 37 more match days ahead of us so buckle up we've got a ride um super fun let's go spurs i'm super excited uh they're not you know not up not having whatever you think to throw in but excited that we've got a win and a tie against you know one of the top six so that's all you can ask for um, Christian Pulisic for our American fans started last weekend came on in the first week as a substitute I think has a little bit of maturing to do as a left wing right wing player but he's done well has two assists I think so far in European and league play so I think American fans can be excited that's good to hear that... If you want to follow the Americans, you got to get into the Bundesliga in Germany. Because you have so many there. You've got Weston McKinney and Josh Sargent, to name a few. You know, oh my gosh, Gio, Re- Gio is a 16-year-old American just signed by Borussia Dortmund. If that story sounds familiar to you, because that was Christian Pulisic years oh, ago. Okay, okay. So... It's a good time to be a soccer fan, just starting to get into it. You know, there's rivalries everywhere. I'm sure there's a local fan chapter near you. And hit up those bars with your teammates. Yes, so John texted us this past weekend, mostly asking me what what team I was going to (laughs) support. And I said Chelsea because, um, because of Christian Pulisic. And John said I almost started a fight between the podcast, and I so I said it was strictly for Pulisic. I'm not jumping on the Chelsea. It's literally to follow Christian Pulisic. Um, and I say that because John said, "Who are you following in the EPL?" So I said Chelsea. So it's I'm not a Chelsea fan. I'm a Christian Pulisic fan. Will I buy a jersey? Maybe. But it would be a Pulisic one. So that's that's all I have to say. So, I'm, oh yeah. It's a fair way to pick and follow a team by following a player. Especially a young American first one at an elite European club. Thank you. Yeah. I have yet to watch any soccer, which is sad. But with coaching and then... But... I love Liverpool just because of their manager. I think he's a genius. Jurgen Klopp. 
the Harry Snake Cloud. But what a name! I don't I don't know if I have a team. Oh, Liverpool. Nah, I, I don't know. College, we'll I know in college you said Chelsea. Well, so. that's only because I like the drug buff way back yeah. when. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be on Chelsea, but he's not on the team anymore. So. Yeah, drunk guy. Anyway, yeah, I'll figure it out. But I need to get to watching those again. I will say I am definitely a players person because back in the day, what team was Fernando Torres on? Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Chelsea. Liverpool. That's it. Was Liverpool? I was a, I was a, uh, I was a Fernando Torres fan. So. That that is me. Um, so I'm I'm not gonna apologize. I will not apologize because I want to support my podcast mates and Team USA. And I don't think you can be mad at me for that. No, I can't be. Mad. I can't be mad. That's right. So. Um. All right. Any you guys got anything else? Cause this was perfect timing. We we didn't go as over as we did last time. <laughs> if you were upset about that, I'm sorry. Not really, but I'll say it. But yeah, it was a uh, why why argue for just doing what we like. Um. So like I said, we have week three of the preseason, which amongst most people is the best week because you'll see the most starters you'll see the best football until season opener starts um what else do we have epl games if you have nbc sports the problem for me watching those games is i'm either at work because they're at like 12 2 or 3 or they're at like 8 or 9 in the morning which isn't terrible but on the weekends i'm not really worried about that so maybe i'll get into it but uh if if you are free and you have nbc or whatever channel it's on give it a watch and i feel like it can be as exciting as the world cup um what else do we have john any track meets coming up do you know nah man worlds is in september september all right okay so we have some weights there uh, we don't really talk about baseball on this podcast. Yeah, September 28th through October 6th. So we got some time for the World Championships. Mm, all right. Um, the Pirates stink. I, I did mention that for you last week. Did you? Yeah, yeah. it's pathetic. John. Man, it's, sports are rough, let me tell you. Sports are rough, but you love them anyway. Um, what else do we have? We have... That might be it. I So I'm in five... I think I'm in five total fantasy leagues. Oh my gosh. I have a draft on Thursday. I have a draft on Sunday. And a draft next Wednesday. So those are my... Hopefully, those are my last three. But... Um, Two of them, I have something to play for. One is a buy, a big buy-in and prize at work, which may involve money or like a big TV. So I'm definitely going to try to win that one. And then the other one is crazy. So another podcast I listen to, it's called The Left Coast Show. They made a league with over a thousand people. 
So there are like 90 plus 12 person leagues in this in this league for fantasy football and the overall winner gets to go to New York and meet Lefko and go on his podcast for like 10 minutes. Wow. So wow. That's that's what I'm going for, boys. I'm going for the podcast. So Wow. Like if it in, in that draft Zay, I have pick number nine. So my strategy is Kelsey. That's who I'm going for. Okay. Number one. Okay. And then I'll see wow. how the I'll see how the board falls the rest of for the second yeah. pick. Um, You'll have to let me know how that goes. I definite I will definitely keep everyone up to date on that one. because um, I mean like ninety seven leagues. That's crazy, right? Yeah. So that's what you got coming for you. Football's almost back, people. Hold on. If you're going back to school, good luck this year, this semester. Uh, thankfully for everyone on this podcast except for me, they have graduated. I am just starting school again, but it's okay. You'll get through it. Everyone does. Um, but until then, thank you for listening. Uh, please share, comment, rate, review, whatever on our podcast. Send us messages. And let us know if you have a memo. That's a good point. Uh <laughs> We're all about the memos here on We Got a Memo Podcast. So thank you again for tuning in, and we will see you next week.